Welcome to the future of space. My name is Daniel Fox. Today, we have our guest is Ben Haldeman. He's the founder and CEO of LifeShip. He's been in the space community industry for quite some time. He's an investor for Interstellar Lab, an investor for Humanity Inc., an investor for Space VR. Previous to all that, he was working for Planet. And if I look down into his profile on LinkedIn, I think it started way into his graduate student researcher at University of Berkeley, where he was designing instruments to look for life on Mars. Ben, welcome to the future of space. Glad to be here, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Excited for our talk. Where, excellent. Where are you these days? I'm in San Diego, California. So you're back on the US soil. Last time we spoke, you were in Tulum. I am. I do, I do spend some time down in, in, in Mexico and, and Costa Rica have, have been favorite places. And yeah, I get a lot of inspiration by being in the jungle. Now, before we move on to LifeShip, I always ask two questions to my guests. The first one is even though you and I, we've never been to space, we've been looking up the space. Give me three words that describe space for you. Yeah. Say dreams, inspiration, maybe destiny. Destiny. I love destiny. Yeah. It's it's actually part of a, a lot of the, the the opinions of some of the people who I mean, notice it's Steve Wolf, and yesterday I was talking to uh, Frank White, and that it is the part of our destiny to be taking life out and into outer space, pursuing this mission that is bigger than us, that it's at the for the purpose of, of the Earth. What do you think will be one of the biggest insights or teachings that going to space will give our species, humankind? Yeah, I think just how precious Earth is, how, how, you know, how, how, magically incredible this this uh this planet is that we're on and how okay we can we, we'll we'll search a long ways and we'll not find anything like earth um but but yes there's there's probably other planets out there uh but but this one's pretty magical and incredible it is i do i mean i wrote about how going to space will be i mean the best thing for planet earth not only it's going to make us realize the preciousness of the, the, the resources that we have on Earth, the, the scarcity of it, but also the capacity to get resources from outer space um, instead of harvesting them in, on Earth will alleviate a lot of the pressure that we have on the planet. Now you worked at Planet for, for uh, it used to be called Planet Labs, if I'm correct, and now it's called Planet. What were you doing uh, during your time at Planet? Yeah. I was at Planet for five years. And so I started, uh, so at Planet we built hundreds of small satellites to image the whole world every day and created a data platform to uh, make change visual, uh, visible, actionable um, for, for the planet. So recording the whole planet every day. I built the camera system on these hundreds of satellites. So I designed and built the camera system. 
initially manufactured those and created those uh, and then build up build up an engineering team to do to take the pictures essentially build everything that takes the pictures for these satellites and then I worked on uh, strategy and rocket teams uh, coordinating getting satellites to space and, and procuring rockets and doing all the logistics to to work with different rocket companies. I believe we were on over 20 rockets while I was there. Um, so I got to travel to a lot of these locations. And then I also worked on new missions and had um, yeah, new mission concepts and building new teams around new missions we were working on. You started with, a, with an interest to space a really long time ago. I mean, you were at Berkeley and you were designing for instruments uh, from Mars. So space has always been there for you. Do you want to you want to tell us a little bit about your your journey of your interest in space? Yeah, it it had always been an interest. I I played with space Legos and and I liked I liked space from being a kid. Um and then I went to went to Berkeley for grad school. Um I was interested in other projects that were more Earthbound as well, but then ended up finding myself working on instruments to look for life on Mars, and I did that for several years. Uh, did part of my PhD and finished my master's, and then left after a few years of my PhD uh, for a job in Santa Barbara, and we we built big telescopes around the world, and so I spent eight years building a big network of telescopes to. Um, to find new planets around other star systems. And, and so I designed a big part of these and traveled to mountaintops around the world to set them up and um, build the instruments for them and did that for eight years and then, uh, and then found out about Planet in San Francisco and, and joined early on there. Have you been following the, the deployment of uh, James Webb? I mean, I, I assume you have. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's exciting. I've, I've, I've followed James Webb for, geez, like 10, 15 years. I've been excited about that, the mission. So it's, I'm excited to see images, for sure. It's yeah. quite incredible, the technology behind. I mean, finding, sending a origami folded um, telescope up on the rocket with all the vibration and the g-force and then after that it has to be deployed with like millimeter position and then it travels into this conceptual point in space it's not a place that we've been to it just mathematically makes sense and then it's in orbit just the entire like aspect of it for me just blows my mind incredible engineering <laughs> now you left planet and you got involved in a, a bunch of projects, and one of them is LifeShip, which you sent me the little box, mm -hmm. LifeShip, and inside the box there is a boarding pass for lunar mission. I have all these little nice goodies of, first of all, who designed the, the who did the graphic design on those nice, uh, Nice patches. Yeah, I have a teammate, Andrew, who, who, who did a lot of the graphics for us. So tell us about what is LifeShip. I know that you posted recently that um, LifeShip is officially on board the ISS. Mm -hmm. uh, but beyond that, what is the concept? What led you to create yeah. this company, first of all? And what is the, the, the ultimate goal yeah. with LifeShip? 
Yeah, so the big vision of LifeShip and how it came to me, I was, I was down in the, in the rainforest in Guatemala and uh, after taking some time off from planet and I went on this long six hour journey in the rainforest by myself and was off the trails and just, just exploring and getting dirty and um, talking to the plants and, and really just like very in touch with nature. I had just been at a yoga retreat so I was very dropped in and present to nature. And uh, yeah, the insights that came through were that uh, all of life has cooperated to create and evolve humans with the intention that humans are here to spread the seeds of earth outwards. And, uh, and that the plants and the fungi and the animals are, are helping us to, to serve this bigger role for, for the earth and the universe. And that, that became so viscerally real for me, like that, that life has filled every niche it can on this planet and now it wants to move outwards. Um, and then through that it came, came the role of spreading the seeds of, of life outwards. And, uh, and so what we're doing is we're starting with little capsules of DNA to save the DNA of all different species of Earth and humanity. Uh, off Earth, so it's the first off-world biobanks and, and a record of our planet, uh, with the big vision of eventually sending these seeds to the stars, and maybe someday we'll even figure out how to create seeds that that can grow new worlds and, and send those out there. And and maybe that's even how we got here, is some, something else sent, sent their seeds here. And so, yes, it's starting that trajectory towards expanding life outwards with the first step of, of space biobanks. Wonderful. I mean, everything that you said about the purpose of the human species and life, I mean, I totally agree. And I think a lot of people now um, are realizing this, this uh, next frontier for the human species in the same way that life has been evolving from single cell organisms to where we are today when our species came out of the oceans or came down from the trees but it's always been pushing forward something new and for the first time in 4.6 billion years the planet has a species that has the capacity to export that knowledge the life to new places so for from the perspective of the planet it's been waiting for this moment for a really long time um you are on board well the first dna seed bank is on board isis correct it is with nasa scheduled for launch on april 15th on a spacex rocket that has four astronauts aboard and so our first okay our first biobank capsule is on that launch and we'll go up to the international space station and then we're on another mission to the moon um that that's around july this year uh, that one was already shipped, so you're not on that one, actually. Um, oh. <laughs> and, then, and then we're on another mission to the moon uh, with Firefly Aerospace. They're the lander, and SpaceX is the rocket, and that one is, is in 2023. And so okay. yours is next year. Uh, next year. Yeah. So explain to, to us the process of how you went from the idea, being in the jungle, now you're going to be on the rocket, SpaceX rocket, yeah. to the ISS. 
um, how complicated or, or what was the, the, the journey into putting these pieces together and connecting with NASA and SpaceX and getting, I, I assume, uh, like a, an official astronaut to make the delivery or to, to what's, what is, what's going to happen once it gets to the space station? Yeah, so space space is becoming a lot more accessible. You can there there's companies that will send uh, send you still have to get approval from NASA, but uh, it's a commercial company that will send the, our capsule to the space station as cargo essentially, and so we. Uh, we worked with them and worked with NASA to get approval to send it there. And then there's other missions to the moon that I had uh, connections with from from my many years working in space that that I was able to get on uh, with our capsules. And then we're we're working on we're close to signing a couple more missions as well. And so we're working on lining up a whole series of missions so that people can go on this journey with us and have their, their DNA and their story of who, who they are as a human uh, added to the capsule. And then with the initial product, you go to the, the space station and the moon, and then we're looking to add on a whole series of other missions. And once we can go to Mars, we'll go to Mars, and, and the big vision is to send it to the stars. And that's, that's a little ways out, but we'll, do, we'll go to all sorts of other interesting places and be on other interesting space missions on, on the way. So what happens once it gets to the space station? They get, does it get to be put into a little drawer and then open in case of emergency? Or on, on, on the moon, when it's going to land, is, it, is, it, is there like a little uh, time capsule is going to be dug into the moon or so what's what's the once inside what happens yeah yeah so on the iss there's there's cargo lockers and so it gets stored in a in a cargo locker and it's labeled as a as a genetic capsule um and uh yeah it's there it's there if we need it um <laughs> but it's and then on the moon it, it gets uh, attached to the lander, and the lander is just a one-way journey. So the lander lands on the moon and stays there, uh, and it stays on attached to the lander. So it's a, a time capsule attached to this lander. Um, and then, I see, I see. Yeah, and then lo and I, longer term, we, we we could we could drill one into the surface and bury it, and it, and it would last longer because that's more stable and protected. Um, for, 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 from temperature cycles and from radiation, um, and yeah, I think I, a thing I learned working on hundreds of satellites at Planet is we is the concept of agile aerospace, and that is to get something up there quickly and do a first iteration and then continue to improve over time, rather than trying to design the perfect biobank on the moon that that will last a billion years the first time, but to get a capsule up there that that will be a first backup and and have have the DNA of all different species and people and then improve it over time. And so that's really our aim is to continue to put more up there um, and continue to improve the technologies as we go. Now the, so what people do is that they swab 
they, they get the kit, they swap their DNA, the, and then they send it to your company. And then your company process the swab, extract the DNA, and they put the DNA, if, if, I, if I'm correct, they put the DNA on a little disk, and that becomes the bank. So explain to me a little bit of the process and also how many DNA samples can, can you put on that, on that disk and exactly how big it is. Yeah, yeah. So we're working with a lab in UC Berkeley and they, they process the DNA. Um, we don't actually digitize and sequence or read your DNA. So that, that helps with uh, privacy concerns and so we don't actually know your code. Um, and we, we extract your DNA out of your saliva. We, uh, we condense that down into essentially like a powder film and we add that into, into this capsule. Um, the capsule, it's tiny, it's about the size of a, a quarter. So, so like literally a coin. And we can fit, we can fit tens of thousands of, of samples in, in that, um, possibly more as we improve the technology. Because uh, DNA is tiny and, and there already is the technology out there to, uh, to e extract DNA from ancient samples and, and reconstruct DNA from woolly mammoths and other extinct species. So the technology exists to, um, to yeah, to, to, to recover DNA. Um, so it all goes in that, that small coin and uh, we, we embed the DNA in what we call synthetic amber polymer, uh, which is a, yeah, it's a, it's a polymer similar inspired by, so synthetic amber polymer is sap, which, so it's inspired by amber tree sap, which is like in the movie uh, Jurassic Park. They, Jurassic they, Park. they recover the dinosaur DNA uh, from mosquitoes and bugs that, uh, that had stung a dinosaur and then had the blood of the, the dinosaur and then fell into tree sap and got preserved in there. So um, yeah, amber is, DNA can, can last hundreds of thousands of years in, in tree amber and DNA has been recovered over a million years old here on earth. Um, so we, we, we think it'll last a while and yeah, pr preserving it that way. And then it goes in a metal cylinder. And they're all, all those DNA samples embedded into that amber, synthetic amber. They're all, I, I assume, all kind of individual little samples. They're not all combined together into one big DNA collection. We, we do actually combine it together into, into a collection. Okay. But the technology already exists that to, to pull individual samples out of a combined sample. That's, that's very, I see, I see. very well understood. Um, there's even DNA computing where they've actually printed all of Wikipedia into DNA and you can search it for, for an image. So the technology is very well understood on how to take multiple samples and uh, individuate them and pull out the individual code. You and I, we talked earlier and I mentioned to you how I was excited about the 
our relationship with the DNA, how it evolved over the years. We decoded the genome and we're figuring out more and more the complexity. I mean, what we thought before was junk DNA. There's nothing such as junk DNA, just something that we didn't understand, but we're learning more. And now we, there are some companies that you can send your DNA and then they'll give you an approximate idea of where you came from. And now your company is sending the DNA to space. Is there a, a, a place where you're, you're hoping that your company can actually bridge that, that gap? To, like not only sending to the moons and to the stars, but along with it, the history of those DNAs that are in those capsules. So there's so much in our DNA, as, as, as you say. Uh, like it, it, it connects us all back to a single origin of life. Um, I'm, I'm excited about what, what we can learn about ourselves from our DNA that, that helps, us, helps us grow and, and um, s better understand our unique purpose as, as part of humanity and, and the future of our species. Um, so yeah, I, I feel there's an opportunity there in, in the longer run to help people learn about themselves from their DNA in, in a way that hasn't been done, been done before. But we're starting by just preserving DNA and sending it out there. And then there's, there's potential for us to do more from it later. Well, I'm looking forward to be on that 2023 oh, moon expedition. Yeah. How long does it take for the, uh, once it ships on the, um, on the space, how long does it take to get to the moon? So from, so when you, when you join, you'll, you'll also be part of the, the, the rocket launch live party. And we have a community mm -hmm. that watches that. And so you'll watch the launch and then depending on when it exactly launches, it, it can take anywhere from, I believe like 10 days to 30 days to get to the moon. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then when it lands on the moon, there's also live video of it landing on the moon as well. And so we'll have, a, have another live stream of that as well. Exciting. Um, ben, do you want to mention a couple of things of the um, other projects that you're involved with? And they're extremely interesting. I mean, I know Space VR. VR um, is an interesting tool for people to experience the overview effects. Um, and then you have Humanity Inc., uh, which is you know, the mission is to extend the health and um, health span of uh, people on Earth, and then Interstellar Lab. Can you um, can you go over all these different initiatives and sure. and explain a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about each of these. So uh, as you mentioned, Space VR, they create uh, virtual They've created a virtual reality goggle that and headset experience that can be used in a float tank. So you you float in a float tank in a meditative experience, and then you experience uh, floating in space through through a virtual reality experience. And so that um, yeah, that that's an awesome project and company that I'm excited to be involved in in a very small part. And then. Um, uh, Humanity Inc. Is, is a Humanity is an app on the iPhone that helps give you a score of how fast you're aging. 
um, or how hopefully how slow you're aging or even it can reverse your aging um, and that's the goal and, and so it does so by gamifying and tracking uh, your health your fitness what your your how you're eating how you're sleeping um, all, all different inputs of how you how how you're doing as a human and turning that into a score that helps you better understand how those impact your aging uh, and your rate, rate of aging. And then Interstellar Lab is uh, like, I'm super passionate about sending life outwards and, and life spreading outwards. Interstellar Lab is building biopods, which are kind of like biospheres. And they're, they're, uh, um, they're small pods, I guess not small, they're the size of like three parking spaces, so they're, they're the size okay. of a, a few cars, and they're made to grow food here on Earth and create, uh, uh, they have, they're a closed system to grow food inside, and then they're also working towards uh, having plants and growing food in space and, and on the moon and, and beyond. And so they're, yeah, they're working on building out markets here on earth to to grow niche foods that that you need you need specific specific ecosystems for and then also doing that in space and so i'm yeah i'm super inspired about biospheres i feel i feel they re, they're they're like the pinnacle of of humanity moving outwards because yes we can move out there and be in a capsule but when we really have plants surrounding us and animals uh, th then we're then we're thriving in space and then we're we're uh, we're bringing nature with us absolutely we're going over there because of nature so it's a teamwork effort of well I mean ourselves and we'll be bringing nature because we're yeah. its ambassador now I'm a I'm a big fan of flotation tanks um, I do it every time that I can how one thing that I know is your head is in the water, it's salty, it's a bit complicated. How is it that they were able to create a VR headset that can go into that kind of environment? Yeah, so they, they designed the first waterproof headset that can withstand the salt, which is a hard environment for, for any sort of product is, is salt water and uh, um, yeah they had to rethink and redesign the VR VR headset from from scratch essentially to uh, to get it to work in that environment and to to get it so it yeah the whole process of how how they clean it and how they how they do it in between sessions it's designed well, make sure to go and, and check out the website and yeah. see where I can experience the uh, the space VR I wrote, you were talking a little bit earlier about um, the, the health in, in space. I wrote some time ago how I do believe that humans will live longer um, simply because the scale of the universe demands it. Uh, living a hundred years when it takes years to get to other destinations doesn't make sense. Um, so the, we will evolve and the evolution will be both a biological evolution but also a technological evolution i think we'll have these technology that allow us but also believe that we will we will not experience time 
in the longer, like our lives will not be in slow motion. We will just experience time on a different scale, just like for the same reason that I don't think that an ant is experiencing time on fast forward because it lives mm-hmm. on a shorter time. It's perception of time is according to, to it currently or a perception of time is, you know, a hundred years or um, in, in, in such fashion. But if we live 500 years, time will just be of a different scale, but a perception of it will still kind of stay the same. Do you agree to on that? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some natural experience of time as it unfolds in the present moment that that would be similar in some way but then we would have some greater perception over um yeah for example if we hibernated for a certain amount of time or like um yeah or lived for hundreds of years or then yes there there would be a a a different overall perception as well is uh is one of your favorite movies uh wally disney i assume i assume it's it's high up in your uh <laughs> i so i watched it with my daughter luna and so my my daughter luna is seven years old and yeah i i liked wally i i'm a so in the movie wally comes back to earth and finds a single plant on earth and um i i'm actually like what we're doing with LifeShip, we're sending these seeds of Earth outwards and we're sending biobanks outwards. But I really, yeah, I'm, I'm dreaming up and believe in an inspirational positive future for Earth. And, and that's part of what we're creating with LifeShip is, is the story that uh, humanity is coming into remembering our connection to, to, to Earth and nature, and we're learning how to care for Earth, and we're learning, learning to use technology to care for Earth and our home planet, and we're coming into relationship with our, our role in helping the Earth reproduce and send life outwards. And so, um, yes, I, I like the positive, the positive story of that, of, of humanity working with nature. Nice. How old is uh, Luna? Luna's seven. Seven. Yeah. She she's not around. She's uh, she's in school. She's, she's at school right now. Yeah. Nice. Ben, the um, the website for LifeShip is lifeship.com dot org. I can't remember. Both lifeship.com. So people can go on the website and they can um, purchase a kit that will be sent to them. I know that in. For this interview and for some time going uh, coming, we do have a promotion. We're gonna have a a code, a future space, where people can get a ten percent discount on um, on the kit. Um, other than the, the the website, where else can people learn or find more about the the company? Yeah, we have. We're on Instagram. We're on LinkedIn. Both both under LifeShip, you can find us, and uh, uh, as well as Facebook. And um, yeah, and then on our site, we also have a. You can sign up and send add your name, and then we actually send your name to the moon as part of that. And then we have a newsletter that comes out about once a month as well. 
with that. Have you had any weird requests, like a family that contacts you and said, we want our entire family together, or we want a group, or any bizarre requests that you can share? So we also have kits for dogs and pet, or any sort of pet as well. Um, really? We have families of like eight people that send a few, like a dog and a cat and a bird as well. Um, and yeah, they're super big fans and, and love it. Um, but so you do, it's fun, It's interesting that you talk about animals because my wife was, yeah. that was one of her first questions. We still, Kobe was a big part of our, of our, of our lives. He passed away uh, a little bit less than 18 months ago, but he's still extremely present. And when, um, when we started to do the, the, the the swapping and the idea of going sending her DNA to the moon my wife was like we need to send Kobe can can I can I put some hair can I can I can I give it to them too but you're telling me that it's also part of it it's also part of the product that you offer so we are sending animals we can do hair on a specific request and then we have we have specific kits for ashes as well and so if, if it is someone or, or, or an animal that's passed away that you have have cremated remains from, then we can include a, a little dash of that as well in it. Um, yeah. Nice. And it's all on the same website, lifeship.com. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All of it's there. Good. Ben, I'm excited. I got my little ticket. I got my badges. Um, we got the, the the explanation and everything, and I'm looking forward to be part of that trip. My wife and I, our DNA. And I'll make sure to promote it and then to follow it. And for the audience, again, we have the code, the future space. It will be in the comments. And if you uh, put that code as you purchase the kit, it'll give you a 10% discount. Ben, any words of wisdom, parting words uh, before we uh, we let you go? Thanks for having me, Daniel. I love what you're up to. I love, uh, yeah, I, lo I love the common thread of 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 uh, nature and life expanding outwards, and then space being this 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 tool of transformation and inspiration that that. Uh, connects us as humans and connects us connects us to our exciting future beyond absolutely and if people do encourage people to uh, to go for a walk in the forests uh, yeah. you never know what you might kind of come out with yeah yeah be careful you might you, <laughs> might, you might get told to send seeds to the stars <laughs> excellent ben thank you so very much you have a good day thanks daniel great being here